of Pro. I'm T. Jax. This is Scott Boogie. Scott, we got a great one today. I'm super duper excited. We got my old high school coach here. Actually, young high school coach. He doesn't age. Young high school coach. So, uh, yeah, man. How you feeling? How you feeling today? Man, I'm feeling great, man. We've had a great day. I love the Sundays. I love getting on here, getting ready to do the podcast and, and sharing all this information and the, and, and the great stuff that we have with everybody. This is going to be a really, really good one. So I'm excited for this one, man. Yeah, this this is my favorite show, not just because we're doing it. I mean, it does have a lot to do with that. But right. this is my favorite show because it's like the stuff I would have – when I was hungry and I was looking for more, I was hungry and thirsting for knowledge and truth and what was right. And I wanted to be able to sit down and pick the brains of these people to see how did they think. And we got one of the best ever to do it. Um you know, best coach in Ohio high school basketball history. So we're going to go right to the intro. We'll see you guys soon. We'll be right back at it here. From grade school to high school. From high school to college. From college to the lead and it doesn't stop there and a nice move got stuck. what if i told you that there was nothing impossible for those who believe for those who believe in their dreams who believe in themselves and who believe in truth we're here to show you the way to the life you've always wanted this is IGI. This is IGI. This is IGI. This, this is, is how to be a pro. All righty. So I'm excited. I'm super duper excited today. We got a great topic today. We're going to be talking about recruiting and relationships, not relationships with your girl. But we're talking about relationships with your coach players. We're talking about relationships with your coach. Not going to necessarily focus on the players as much, but we want to focus on player-coach relationship. Whether you're the 12th guy on the bench or whether you're the first guy, you know, the main player, you got to develop a relationship with a coach, and you got to be able to develop a rapport and know how to communicate to people as you become a pro. Scott Boogie, me, you talk about this all the time. Communication is essential to starting off your career to going to the you know, where you're trying to go. Me, you just talking about this before we got on the phone, like how important communication was. Um, yeah, man, communication is key. It definitely is. Um, so this is, why, again, this is why I'm excited to talk about this. We're literally living this daily. Um, and, and <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. So we're talking to ourselves. We're talking to everybody out there listening. Um, and, yeah, this is something that we're putting into practice right now. Um, this is something that I have to look back even last season and adjust, like, how was my communication? How can I be more effective? What can I do better? What didn't I do so well? So, again, this is going to be an awesome, awesome topic. Super excited for the guest. Um, so this, this is going to be great. Yeah, he made me pull out the, you know, the little little short button up today. I had to come correct for coach. Okay, you know, I had fresh. to come correct for coach. Now, hold on. Let but me, if you – pause real quick. Let me go get yeah, – nah, 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 come on, man. Come on, man. We got, we got you, know, it's, you know, East Coast time, East Coast time. So. You're right. But, uh, nah, man, so it's – if you haven't been here, if you haven't checked out our show before, if you're watching this live right now with us or if you're watching it via replay and God's image is 
a more than just a church is more than just a name it's we're trying to create a family an atmosphere to bring you guys into the opportunity that we have been blessed with which is playing this game but obviously knowing how to take this game and know how to be a pro is deeper than just being just a hooper right knowing how to be a pro so many guys just stop and hoop and there's nothing else that i always say this because of you know uh what uh, Antrill has taught us about how important it is. Basketball players and athletes in general are some of the most ignorant people because of, and it's ignorant, not a bad way. When I mean ignorant, I mean lack of knowledge. Yeah. So ignorant, lacking knowledge people in the world because we don't get taught necessarily how to transition and how to become more than just a player more than just putting the ball into the hoop, more than just throwing the football. Now, we got a society today that they're trying to push this. You know, you got people in the world uh, that are that are high up saying more than just the athlete, more than, you know, and that's key. Um, but it's, 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 it's a part of your identity, but it's not who you are. It's not who you are. It's a part of who you are, but not who you are. And that's what we want to do with How to Be a Pro. That's why our slogan is imagine what you could accomplish if fear wasn't an option because fear is – False evidence appearing real because you don't have a lot. You don't have knowledge. Don't get them started today, Scott. But you don't get them started today. <laughs> Go with the fire already. <laughs> uh, a little bit, a little bit. But no, nah, it's serious. Fear comes from a lack of knowledge. And so many guys have fear when they're playing this game at a high level. They have fear with their coaches. They have the, And it starts because they don't, they're not willing to communicate. Mm. Sit down and communicate. So what's up, guys? See you guys in the chat. Ladavia, Corinne, great to see you guys. Um, I'm excited. I'm super duper excited. Boogie, let's go into this um this intro mm -hmm. with coach. Uh I, my, I warned you before you might want to go get your shoes. You're right. you might wanna... <laughs> get my jersey, my practice jersey. Yeah, get the headband, get anything. All right. <laughs> so the guest that we're interviewing today is is very near and dear to my heart because this is somebody that was a father figure to me, still. I still look at it as a father figure that he helped me out so much in life. He was placed in my life like God puts people around families, right? He was, I don't know if you've ever, you've ever been connected. I was still, yeah, you experienced this because I got connected to you like a family, right. through your right. family. But have you ever had situations where you are know, people around you have been like families to you, per se? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, most definitely. So he was like that for me in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, growing up, I really needed guidance from the male side, from the male figure. Mm -hmm. And God always brought men to fill that that void, per se, to show me what you need. I had the mom's side. That was easy. And my dad was a great dad, but it just wasn't – we weren't always in constant communication a lot. Mm -hmm. It's not – again, I always say this, not on him. A lot of it's on me. So – but when we did get a chance to do that, and he did, my dad did a wonderful job of allowing Coach Kalo to basically take the reins and allow me basically to just be like a son. So I was like a son. I went to their house on every Sunday. You know, Miss Kalo make the best milkshakes in the land. You know, stood it like I was just a part of the house. And Anthony Kalo was like big brother to me. You know, Michael as well. Uh, but I was very close with Anthony because we were at, he would drive me every single day to the gym. You know, he had this little green Honda. We would get in the Honda, go rolling, and we would roll to the gym. We would shoot shots, shots after shots. And 
coach was like there. Like he showed me, he showed me what it was like, what you needed to, how I wanted to run a family, how I wanted to carry myself, how I wanted to be a, a pillar in the community, how I wanted to, you know, know how to communicate. That was key. Mm. Did you have anybody like that in your life? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, hopefully many people have had a coach that has been able to steer them in the right direction. Because um, that, that's super impactful and super powerful because you have those kids outside of what their regular family, their blood family, may, that environment that mm -hmm. they may be in. So for me, my dad showed me a lot of that stuff. Uh, my dad was around. He was able to show me that stuff. But you know how it can be sometimes, especially when you're a kid. When it's your parents doing it. You ain't trying to hear so, your parents. You yeah. ain't trying to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody could say the exact same thing, and you'll be like, oh, that's so profound. And your dad probably looking over there like, what? We, I said it to you every day. Um, so, yeah, I've had several coaches. I had my, one of my AAU coaches and even my college coach. Um, at times, we butted heads while I was there, but we came, We finally came to a point where we actually had a real conversation my senior year. And the relationship changed tremendously, and, and and I was able to see. Oh, now I see what he was trying to teach me. Uh, it was beyond just basketball. So I've I've definitely had. Um, for me, it was coaches uh, a mm -hmm. couple of times, uh, but for people, other people, it could be an uncle, it could be an aunt, you know. But for me, it was coaches. That's real. So, yeah. So me and coach, super duper close. Um, I actually got a chance to spend some time with him a lot last summer. Strengthened our relationship even more, and I just picked his brain a lot. And this is a guy that outside of just basketball knowledge, he has a lot of knowledge and wisdom on life and what to do. And the reason why I wanted to talk to him about this topic is because he discerns people very well. He discerns mm. people very well. He may not tell you what he's feeling, but he'll let you know, uh, something off about that guy over there mm. or uh, just stay. But he was so key on. He was so big on allowing me to make decisions, but he would guide me and show me like, look, this is what leads to this. But he will always allow me to make decisions. Mm. And I thought that was so key as the same thing what God does with us. God guides us. But at the end of the day, we got free will choice to make a decision what we want to do in life. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I thought he was a prime example of that. And he's one of the best. Um, I call him like the Phil Jackson of, uh, of high school basketball mm -hmm. because Coach's biggest strength was not necessarily just the X's and O's. Coach's biggest strength was I wanted to go to South and I wanted to go to my high school and I wanted to play for coach. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that afterwards for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, you like you did you have coaches you really wanted to play for? You wanted to, you know what I mean? Like you wanted to give your all for? Or was it kind of just like because you know as a pro we can just be just. Just out there, you know, just we out here as a team. But, but it's a difference when you <clears throat> when you want to play for the coach. You know what I mean by that? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. It's it's a man. It's, it's it's a sense of trust that you guys have built, especially as a team. And it's and a lot of times for me, it came from seeing everything that my coach had put into. Uh, one of my AU coaches was a guy named Corey Frazier. He really did a great job of building the culture of getting guys to want to play for him with his passion, with the way that he took care of some of the guys. Um, so I, I definitely can relate uh, to where you've been. And you play that much harder, you give that much more effort, knowing like, man, this is this ain't just for me. This is for, for my coach. This is for my team. Um, yes. So when everyone's playing like that, man, whew. Yes. And, and I had to I had to change my words. Now we know the power of words. At my high school, and this, we'll do, we'll go into the intro for coach's speech. But 
I had to change my words. Um, it's power how how much we create. We were at uh, we were at uh, our uh, banquet, and I was emotional, crying, all teary eyed, big old crocodile tears in my eyes. And uh, I said, I will never have another coach as great as you. I said that. Now at the time, I'm just thinking, uh, I'm just thinking, this is you know now this is what it is. Um, there's nobody ever, but I didn't realize coach was springboarding me to take what we learn here, go create it more and keep the thing going, keep it going. And a lot of guys, I did understand that a lot of guys that were alumni at our school, they would just they either stop playing or that I'll be asking them as young. I was like, why you stop? Or how's college or what's going on? It's just different, bro. It's different, bro. It's not the same as coach Kayla. I was like, why? And I got hit with it and understood. Oh, I see. And that's kind of what we want to talk about is how do I go to this place of recruiting so that I know I can take what I have here to keep it going? Because mm. why would I change something that's been successful that I've been successful in? Why would I just expand on it? So let me let me stop talking because he do say I talk a lot. Let me get him. Let's get right <laughs> him in. Let me put this intro. intro on. 13 minutes. I know. No, but we had to give him. We had to give him. We had to give him right. praise, man. We had to give exactly. it to him. Here we go. Coach is on here now. I'm going to tell you this right now. I loved playing against great players. Loved it. Loved it. Because it tell you now you find out how competitive you are. Now you test yourself. Now you can show yourself against that guy. I got 90 million things that are running through my mind that I can say to you. There's a lot of things in this ballgame that you can control and you must control. And you can certainly control your effort. You can certainly control the effort that you have. I want you to use every ounce of your ability. I want you to use every ounce of your energy to go out there and do what you're capable of doing. What you are blessed to have that ability to do. You have it in you. You have it in you. You have to pull it out. Every single ounce. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this. When it's all said and done. As I looked at those two teams, by the way. I, 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 my only thought was, did they give it everything that they have? I want to give everything that you have, everything that we got, we got to expose tonight. We have to expose it all. We have to show it all for everybody to see. Every single play, we have to go and take care of it. You got it. You got this. We have been here before, and I'm telling you, we have worked to be here. Now we have to work to go over top. We got to get it now. Let's go get it. Let's go. Let's go. Your shoes ready? I'm ready to go hoop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on, man. Let me, let me get my, get my kicks on. You tied him up. You tied him up. Look, I'm telling you, I, this, every game, every game I got to experience that it was the best. It was the best. Coach Kalo, how are you doing? Great to see you. I'm good. I'm good. That's hard to watch for me, though. <laughs> Why? Why is it hard to watch? Why? It's hard to watch yourself, you know. But I tell you, it's heartfelt, though. You know, everything that comes out is heartfelt. Oh, you can tell. Yeah. Well, we well, we appreciate you being on here. We really appreciate it. Uh, today, we want to talk a little bit about communication, recruiting, and relationships. Uh, first of all, how you been? How's life been? How's I'm what's good. how many years? Is this thirty five now? Thirty five well, years coaching? Uh, this will be. Yeah, going on it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's been a blessing. 
Yeah, true blessing. Okay. Why you give me all these short answers? Where I get some? When I get? <laughs> where I can get? Can I get? Can I get some depth? I mean, man, we talked about this this morning. Give me. We we are not texting. Right? We we talking. Come on. <laughs> You'll carry the conversation. You know, I got something to say. I'll say it. <laughs> so 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 how many? So what? Okay. How many years at South? And how many more years you think you got? Um, I'm throwing it right out from the jump. Yep. Yeah, uh, this is you know, going on my actually uh, 34th year, actually, but uh, all at South, you know, as a head coach, I, I've been coaching uh, since I right out of college. I was an assistant coach at another high school and, um, you know, it's it's been uh, over 40 years and, um, you know, it's just it's just amazing. You know, it really is amazing as far as, you know, working with young guys and, and uh, you know, it really keeps you young because. Uh, yes. You know, I mean, you're just, you know, the guys are really the same age every year. So you're thinking you're just, you know, it's nothing more <laughs> harm, you know, you know, time warp. But, uh, um, you know, it's it's really kind of a, a neat thing to, to uh, see the kids progress and, and uh, you know, go from there. Well, you, you you definitely look young. You don't age. I tell everybody that every single time you give me encouragement in life that I know that it's actually possible to not age. He is a living, walking <laughs> example. It was before LeBron. He did it before LeBron. He still right. works out every day. He ran the Hoover Dam Hill with me last year. If you're in Columbus, you know who Hoover Dam is. But yeah, Scott Boogie, you want to start us off, man, because I know this is this is real. Perfect, man. So yeah, 34 years coaching. I, I wanted to say um, so you were about six years old when you first started coaching. Like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. So um, we're talking about recruiting and relationships here. So uh, one of my questions is just um, for somebody who's coming into high school, looking to become a D1 player, um, what would you tell them that it takes? Uh, you've seen players come in and out. You've seen players reach all kinds of levels. What would you tell them? Freshmen coming in. This is what it's going to take to get to that next level. Well, they have to be serious. They have to be mm -hmm. serious about a commitment, you know, and if they're serious, you know, with God, all things are possible. But, uh, um, you know, competitiveness, you know, they have to have that little fire in them, you know, because, you know, there's there's times where it's going to be difficult. Uh, obviously, you know, great skill development, you know, they have to show some toughness and determination. Mm -hmm. There'll be bad days, so they have to have perseverance. You know, they have to have a focus on a goal, you know, and they got to continue to, to work on it and never be discouraged. And, um, you know, it just uh, it just requires a lot of, uh, of time and, and effort. You know, it's just, it's just not meant for everybody. There is a separation, mm -hmm. you know, that that, uh, that uh, top of the mountain, you know, it's just uh, you don't you're not placed there. You know, you have to climb it. So, you know, I, I, you know, I just look at it like uh, if a kid is a young man is serious about that commitment. Uh, you'll be able to tell. You'll be able to tell in his competitiveness, um, mm. you know, which was you know one of Trey Bond's uh, greatest qualities is the mm. fact that he was <laughs> super competitive. <laughs> see how he said it? Would you see how he said it with a little, with a little team? Right. See, I, see, that's the that's the question. That's the that's the stories. Like I said, I said it before. A lot different now, but we got we got we got raised up in it. It brought it out, and I think we always talk about competition on here. Competition is amazing. Competition is amazing because it brings out it brings out the level and the talents, the gifts in you to a level that's beyond what you can do. The biggest hurdle that a lot of players deal with is when they only put their competition on other players, per se, right? I think Coach did a great job on this because, like, one thing we always had, 
we had we always had on our on our, on our where's three schools in Westerville. We always had just Westerville. And he told us why he was he would give us understanding. He was like, I don't want you guys to focus on, you know, like we are Westerville. I don't want you guys to focus on uh, necessarily just beating these guys and just doing it like focus on becoming the best. You've seen the, the intro focus on being the best you can be. And at the time, that's huge in high school. We playing against our rival was right down the street, Westville North, Westville South, or Westville Central. And he always, did we get excited for those games? We did. But he always brought it back to, like, this is who we are, right? This mm-hmm. is who we are. This is what we stand for. Coach, that's what I wanted to ask you about um, communication with guys. How how many – how do you know right away if a guy is is serious about it? And how do you know if they're, if they're willing to um, – I apologize, Siri. Think I'm, I said serious, and Siri think I was talking to her. Can you all hear me? I can still hear me. So how do you guys know if – how do you be? How do you? How can you discern if a player, like, okay, he has it and he doesn't? Because you said this to me one time, real quick. You said, and that stuck with me. You said, you can work hard, but it doesn't guarantee you something. I forget the specifics. I think it was maybe success or maybe to a certain level. And at the time, I'm like, I don't want to hear that. What you mean? That's all I do is work hard. Um. Oh, can you guys hear me? Oh yeah. Yep. Okay, did y'all hear the question? Because it was saying the connection was out on my end. Yeah, I think I heard I it. I think we heard it. Yeah, I think we heard it. Okay, question. go ahead. What you, what, you, what you got to that? The hard work and how can you know if a guy is, if he has it? Well, you know. To I make mean, it to uh, the next level. Um, you know, the proof's in the pudding, man. You just It just comes out. You know, you, you know it, I talked about, you know, the <laughs> the one story I always tell about you is. Uh, you Here know, we go. Hunter, yeah, <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> <go>. <laughs> you never wanted to lose. I mean, you never, yeah. no matter what it was, and you know, and it was, and you know, we talked. You you mentioned competition with the uh, with your teammate, talk competition against the team. But you know, you, your greatest your greatest obstacle will be you. You know, you, what you have. You know, you have. You know, people say, you know, my size or whatever. Hey, your greatest obstacles are the obstacles you place in front of yourselves. And you know, if you just uh, just focus in on getting better. Um, you know, I think having a great basketball IQ really helps somebody as well, you know, playing smart. Um, but, you know, you can tell, you know, guys that are serious about what they do. Uh, I'm going to go with the Trayvon story here. Um, yes. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. I wanted to see what happened. <laughs> every single every single drill that we had when, when he played was competition. Uh, there's winners and losers. Mm-hmm. And uh, losers had to run. And, uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> and so, you know, and I'd officiate. And, and every time, you know, if he didn't win, he'd walk by me and say, you're cheating me, coach. You're cheating me. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, I got to be honest, sometimes I was. You know, just, yeah, see, see I'm glad he admitted it. It, it, took, it, took it. it took this many years for him to admit it. It took this many years, see? I mean, you know, so, you know, just to see how he responds, you know, just, and he always, he always answered. You know, he always came back and played hard. You know, I mean, it's just that. Uh, you know, I, I, I do a little thing with the kids sometimes where I put them on the line and, and say, hey, I want you to run just this one sprint as fast as you can, as hard as you can, and we'll time them. And, uh, and then I'll ask them, same kid, you know, okay, now I want you to dig down a little bit deeper, a little bit harder, and give me a little bit more. And every time, the time is better the second time. And I tell them, I, you know, I, I asked you the first time to run as hard as you could. You know, how come, yeah. how come your time's better this time? The first time I asked you, give me everything you got, you know, and sometimes 
young people don't know what they have. They don't understand what's in them. And, uh, you know, and it's, you know, our job as coaches to pull it out of them. Real quick on that. I know, Boogie, you got to you, you can go on that. But he just said something that was so key. And the, my whole time period at that time as a player was coach created a safe space for me to dream. Coach never uh, – he coach never showed partiality. He may have showed favoritism because he always said, I have favorites, he did. But he didn't show partiality, meaning like he didn't give non-fair – he gave everybody a fair opportunity. Like I didn't play to like uh, – shoot, probably to like the tournament my freshman year because I had to earn the opportunity and the position over trust over time to begin to play. <clears throat> I remember contemplating leaving. At the time, well, not me. I shouldn't say that. My mom did. My mom might watch this, and she has some. This is, but she did. But again, the mom side of of me of her was there, and he was showing me this is what it takes to be successful, right? And the reason why I was able to have that competitive fire was like because I always dreamed, uh, and I and not even just dreamed. I can't say necessarily dreamed, but my vision was to be the best player ever to come out of South. Now, now looking back at it, I, I, I wish that vision was I want to be the best player I could ever be because I limited myself to just this level. And I, I give a lot of credit to Anthony Kahlo. He helped push me to the next level to, to believe that, OK, you can even go higher. And coach did a wonderful job of. He did a wonderful job. Like there was a story with Steve. Remember Steve Prefontaine story, coach? I think it was that one. You said um, he would talk to us. He would, we had this epic, epic meetings in the middle of the practice. You give your all, he'd come in, come talk. And he would just listen. And he was like, I don't want you guys to, to conserve your energy. Like, there's a bunch of stories. I don't remember anything from, like, other coaches. But I remember every story from them. <laughs> like, I know this guy. So, look, he, he would talk to us, and he was like, Steve, I think it was Steve Prefontaine because I think he ran like a what, a four, sub four or a four minute mile? I think he was the first one, coach. Was he the first one? Uh, I, think I don't think he was the, was the first, first one, but he was one of them. Yeah. Sorry, well, so he he was like, he would run the first lap as hard as he would run the last lap. And at the time, we're running 22s. So that's one, two, three, four, 22 seconds, 22 times. And it always ended up being 26 because somebody missed the line all the time. <laughs> so he's telling us this while we're <gasps> right. And he's telling us, give your all. And I'm like, how, how do I do that? Like, how do I give past that? And it just stuck with me. But that was coach. Coach was give your all at first the same way you would your last. Don't conserve. And these are lessons that came back to me as I go through life now. You know what I mean? As I go through life now, I think about that stuff like, man. And it is funny because I'll just, I'll just hear him. I'll hear his voice telling me certain things. And I'm like, that was real. So I just wanted to, to say that courage. point. You know, it takes a lot of courage knowing that you run that first quarter as hard as you can, knowing that that pain <laughs> is going to come earlier. You know, mm -hmm. than, than you expected, you know, because you ran so hard early. But, the, you know, it's greatness is, you know, it's out there for people, but it's just, uh, you know, people don't uh, don't obtain, you know, very few people obtain it. They do. That's a, no, that's so true. Um, yeah, really, anybody has that potential to do that. Um, so that actually leads me to my question to like what made you or what 
how did you come to this point of your coaching style, your coaching philosophy, um, trying to get the best out of people, you know, because everyone has their style of coaching. Some coaches say, hey, they go in like, I just want to be the best coach ever. Some players come in that way. Some coaches say, hey, I really just want to be impactful. Some coaches say, I can do both. It seems that you would say, I can do both. Um, how did you even come with that mentality to, to, to start coaching and coaching that way? Well, that, that is the goal. You know, whether I fall short of that, that goal or not, it, you know, it remains to be seen. But that's the goal, to be uh, uh, to try to be the best. Somebody's got to be the best, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not there, but I'm, I'm, still, I'm still working on it. And to be impactful, that's something everybody can be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, yeah, that's a choice of, um, you know, I, it's just a matter of uh, studying successful people. You know, I, you know, I tell mm -hmm. my kids all the time that I'll, I'll watch stuff that I have really very little interest in. You know, I'm not a, I'm not uh, uh, a big uh, soccer fan, uh, but I watch the world, you know, the World Cup. I watch mm -hmm. you want to see how champions work. You want to see how mm -hmm. champions, you know, go about their business. You know, I watch the Wimbledon finals and, um, you know, because I love Hamilton, great plays even. Right. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what sport it is. You know, champions are champions, you know, and I think yeah. if you, you know, if you study them, if you, you know, if you, if you uh, associate with them, um, you know, you, you'll learn from them. You know, I just, you know, I, I would talk about uh, Dan Gable, who was a wrestler back, uh, back in he my did day. Talk about him. And he, he was, you know, he was a freak. I mean, the guy was, you know, he just he lost one match in his life. And, um, you know, some of the things that he would do to motivate himself were just like crazy, you know, uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan in our game, you know, I mean, just guys, mm -hmm. he's nuts. You know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but he's special, you know, he's just super, super competitive guy and he just wasn't going to give in, you know I mean? You know, it's just the way he, he was wired. And, um, you know, I just, you just try to be in a situation where, uh, you keep on learning, you keep on growing because, uh, you never know too much. Um, you know, so, you, you know, in order to, to try to continue to be, um, proficient, uh, successful, you got to keep on learning. And as far as mm -hmm. being impactful, you just you just gotta you just gotta care, you know. You gotta mm -hmm. care deeply about your guys, and and you, you know you gotta want them to to succeed, and and uh, they should they should feel that. Mm -hmm. Coach, you just mentioned some great names, but like me, you talk about this. You didn't. You made conscious decisions. You 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 stopped yourself on a lot of things. What I mean by that is like, you knew your limits. Like for instance, one thing I know is huge for you is family, right? Um, I know what's huge for you is your faith. I know what's huge for you is your values, your morals, your standards. You only went to success in a way that was not necessarily uh, forgetting about who you were, right? Or, or or getting it at the expense of these things. Like yeah. what people will call the long route. Why was that the case? Like, why were you wired to do that? What made you so firm? And I asked you this. I don't know if you remember this last summer. I was like, Coach, like, what makes you so firm on, like, what you believe and what you stand on? I don't know if you remember. I was sitting with you and Mrs. Kayla in the, uh, in the little part in the kitchen. It was right before I was leaving. I was like, how do you, like, how did you do this? Like, what made you stand on what you stand on yourself? And... I'm, I was just, I thought that was a great point. Uh, I want to hear it again. <laughs> well, you know, I was blessed to have uh, a mother and father that were um, deeply religious. And, uh, you know, they gave me the tools. Uh, you know, they, they pointed me uh, and taught me 
um, a lot about about my faith, you know, and they just, uh, you know, they gave me all the necessary, to, you know, the messages to follow the Lord and, and trust. You know, I, I'm, I'm certainly not a perfect person. I fall short many, many times. I, uh, even at my age right now, I fall short from from day to day. But uh, that doesn't stop me from from trying and, and, and uh, um, you know, taking a step back and looking at myself, um, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it's difficult sometimes. I mean, but uh, if you have that basis, if you have that foundation, um, you know, that trust in the Lord, um, you know, good times or bad times, um, you, you're going to get through a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, it's very comforting. You know, I, it's just like, you know, when I lost my father, um, you know, you never get over losing your dad. But uh, the fact that I had that yeah. faith that he instilled in me, you know, which, uh, you know, it, it just it, it gives you the uh, uh, the necessary ingredients to get past it. You know, mm -hmm. no, that's deep. That's deep. So going back to so I know I'm asking all the life questions. You can tell our relationship. I'm asking all the, you asking all the basketball. I'm asking all the life questions. That's because my man. I, I love coach, man. Um, as a coach, as a player. Right. I want to talk. Remember when I remember when uh, you called her before me? You called Herb Sendak for me. He brought me into the office. He was like, this mind you, by the way, I never got any offers from AAU. So people out there that's thinking that they got offers from AAU, that they're, 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 there's no there's no hope, that's not true. I didn't have any offers from AAU. I got offers because I accepted Coach Kalos covering, and I got the blessings from him. And every offer that I got, my biggest offer from to date is still – I talk about this all the time – because all the big schools afterwards that came was because of the first one for him. And he called me in the office. He said, look, I've only called this for two people. Uh, he named Charles, his name, I forget his last name. He was a defender. Um, and he think you named somebody else. You were like, but I'm going to call Herbie and I'm going to talk to him. And this is how real this is. This is like, so they fly out, bro. They fly out. Uh, Scott Pear flies out, assistant coach. He flies out. We're having open gym. Bro, I played the best open gym in my life. <laughs> Bro, I'm out there dunking everything. I'm out there shooting. And he was like, I want to offer you on the spot, but we can't do that because, you know, we got – Herbie's got to see it. So then yeah. he comes back again. I do the same thing again. <laughs> but I was I was so confident because Coach said it. So I'm cool. As, coach was, as long as Coach was there, I was fine. And mm – -hmm. You, you were instrumental in that, but you never like told me what decision to make, right? So I wanted to ask you is like when it comes to players and recruiting and things, how what's your approach on how you help players and like what's your communication with them? Well, you know that uh, you know it, it's a uh, it, everybody's a little bit different. Uh, not everybody is a D one player, you know. Again, that's uh, you know we went over at the very beginning. Uh, all the necessary ingredients there. Um, a lot of people just want to be a part of a program, you know, at the high school mm -hmm. level. You know, they want to be able to contribute to high school level. Some people are role players. Um, but, you know, the few that, you know, establish themselves, you know, that separate themselves, um, you know, I'll go to war for them. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I'm going to put, uh, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, I could call up any coach in the state of Ohio for sure and have them come down and look at my guy. I know that for sure. And uh, there's more than that outside the state as well. But, you know, it, they have to, they have to prove to me first that they're capable mm. of doing that, you know, so, you That's know, because, you know, the biggest thing about that is, you know, when you, if you, if you, you know, these guys, 
these college coaches, you know, they're living, it's a living, you know, that they, you know, they get hired and fired because of success and, um, or failure. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, uh, you have to have a relationship with them as well. And, and when I put my reputation on the line and I'm not, I'm concerned about the kid, but, uh, the players, it's not my reputation that that's uh, the issue for me. It's a matter of my players. If I put my reputation on the line, the kid's not a division one player, then every, you know, every young man that I coach from that point on, is it's affected. Yeah. Oh, that's you know, real. You know, See the morals know. I'm talking about, Scott. He just don't be willing. Yeah. I told you, it's that yeah. foundation. But keep going, coach. I apologize. Yeah, but you know, that's, no, but that's just, that's just the reality of the situation. You know, they got they have to be in. A, uh, they have to be good enough to be there. Now they they should know how to be good enough. They should work to be good enough. But again, that's on them in that situation. And you know, and I take responsibility for that as well. You know, I think the development of players, encouraging them uh, to work hard, is uh, is is critical. I mean, it's it's critical. But uh, um, you know, I'm I'm here to help them. But you know, again, you can't make somebody that uh, doesn't have that that inner you know desire and toughness to make it happen for themselves. Um, so uh, yeah, I have a, a really good relationship with a lot of college coaches, and uh, you know, and, and matter of fact, um, there'll be college coaches they'll they'll talk to me about other players from other schools uh, quite often, mm. um, you know, so because they do. Like, what do you think of it? Like, what do you yeah. think of this player and things like, yeah, that's. So that's, yeah. Uh, you know, I take that very seriously. Perfect. No, I think that's a great question, TJX. Um, just thinking about relationship and how, because like you said, we were talking about this uh, even before we got um, on this call, how important that relationship and that communication is. And I think you expressed that here as well for yourself. Not only your communication and relationship with the player, but your communication and relationship with the coaches that are coming in. It's important, right? Because you want to make sure that you're giving good information for them. And you also want to make sure you're putting the player in, in a good position um, as well. Something that's not going to be too much for them or, or, or just the right situation. So my question is, as a player, uh, we know the physical side of things that they need to work hard and separate themselves and want to achieve greatness. But as somebody who um, maybe doesn't know how to do that, how do they communicate that with you? How do you talk with your players and communicate with them and build that relationship with them to where you guys can have that trust, um, not just on the court? You took my question. Dang, go ahead. Just, I thought, that's what <laughs> I thought ahead, that's a great question. I thought that's you were going to elaborate question. on your question there. So that's why I paused. I was like, are you going to Well, just add on to this question. Can you add on to this too, Coach? How do you know? That's a great question, but add on top of that, I'll remind you too. How do you know? How do you gauge your relationships with players to know, like, what level of relationship you guys will have? And we'll talk more about that after. But go ahead. Okay. The first thing, you know, and if I understood, uh, you know, the intent of the question, uh, you know, we we do a lot of skill development, a lot of skill development. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time uh, with uh, in the gym on just skills, where a lot of a lot of programs go a different direction and they do a lot of team stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. that's, you know, everybody, everybody thinks they're doing the best, you know, otherwise, you know, yeah. they're doing the best thing. Otherwise they, they're, they're idiots. If they don't think what they're doing, is the best. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but you know, so I'm not saying that what we do is better than anybody else. I'm saying that I believe it's, it's best for us. And, you know, if I, you know, mm-hmm. if I found something that'd be more successful, I'd change. Um, but you know, we work on skills while other te- people do a lot of team stuff and we do that all summer long. And basically mm-hmm. what I tell our kids is, is, is this, you know, sometimes it's like watching grass grow. When you look at kids, you know, and you see them every day, you know, you don't see a lot of 
major jumps from day to day. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, what I should see, though, is I should see eventual jumps because, you know, we do have a dead period coming up. Uh, well, we're not allowed to have any kind of contact with them. I should see tremendous growth during that time period. But even during our contact period, I should see some growth because, you know, the time that we put in, uh, they need to make sure that they multiply that time. They need to, you know, take that time and use that. You always said that. That knowledge. And they need to make sure that they're committing uh, to be on that. If that's the only thing that we do during the day or the only thing that that individual player does during the day, then that's a problem. You know, that's a, mm -hmm. that, you know, that person is, is, you know, it, it's, it's great to see the commitment that they were there for the team, but that person is serious about being at the next level. Uh, you know, so they have to take on some of that responsibility themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so, um, you know, that, that's pretty much the, the biggest thing. Now let me hit Trey, go back. Yeah. And, and hit me with your so, question. so you're, so that part, um, part of that is like, there's a lot of guys that you have relationships with. There's a lot of guys that you, may not have relationships with, right? I had teammates that you didn't necessarily have relationships with. I wanted to know, and not necessarily not, it's not like you didn't extend the offer. You always had the opportunity, but you were very wise. Like, okay, this is what I want to say. Like, I've never seen you kick a guy out and say, you can't be on the team. You always set up opportunities, and if they didn't, meet the standard then they just remove themselves like you know what i mean so like how do you gauge okay this person i can talk to like this like me and you we had a, a deeper relationship that wasn't the case with everybody like like what went into that though you know what i mean like why was that the case and how do you gauge okay i know when to give and when not to give well you know I, what i try to 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 uh get a feel for is is the person open to a relationship? You know, if, if their heart's mm. not open to the relationship, there's not going to be a relationship. I'd like to have a relationship with all my players. I really would. Um, you know, I can meet, I, I say that as, as sincerely as I, you know, I can. I have some great relationships with guys that barely played. Um, you know, I, you know, the biggest gift that I get is relationship out of this business. I mean, there's no question about that. I mean, when, when Father Day, Father's Day comes and I get, you know, whatever number that I get from my players, uh, you know, saying happy fall. That's a, that's the greatest feeling of all. And, uh, and it doesn't matter if they were a star or not a star or whatever the case may be. It just tells me that they were open up to, they were open to the relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that, that's, a, that's a great blessing, but they have to be, you know, I, I know how I feel, but I don't know how they feel, you know, mm -hmm. unless, they, unless they open up. So, you know, I mean, so I give them an opportunity. At least I think that I give them a great opportunity. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of young people are still hooked on, you know, like um, the basketball side of it and where, the, yes. you know, they're, they're, exactly. they're just, you know, I'm not playing and, you know, he doesn't want me. You know, that's, that's, that's not the case at all. Uh, the guys that get past that, you know, again, uh, you know, Trey mentioned earlier that, you know, I say that I do have favorites. It's hard for me not to respect and, uh, you know, hold a special place for guys that just really work at what they're doing, you know, and make that extra effort. Uh, and it has nothing to do with talent. You know, it has nothing to do with production. It has everything to do with effort. You know, so, you know, those guys that make that extra effort, you know, you know, they're my favorites, you know. So, you know, and that, that could be anybody, you know. So uh, I try to keep an open mind about that. And matter of fact, I pray on that. But that's life, though. It's like people expect God not to have favorites. It's like. 
why would I why would God not have favors if people was actually doing what they're supposed to do in life and right. or openly <laughs> communicate? Why would I not bless this person more with more opportunity? Not, but that's why I said there's a difference between favors and partiality. Coach never, never hindered guys from opportunity. We mm-hmm. all started off in the summer. He measured everybody else where they was at and said, All right, this is our schedule. The guys that showed up the most, they got first dibs on opportunities, reps and practice, first team things. Then from there, your play, even like, like even for me, like looking back on it, um, I wasn't as necessarily like super duper like skilled as a freshman, but there were some guys that I thought, okay, maybe I can play, play more, play more, not necessarily play over, but play more. Coach didn't care about all that. Coach was, hey, these guys put in the time, they're going to play. If you're going to play, you're going to have to put in the time, and you're going to have to prove that you can be uh, responsible enough to handle this position that I'm placing you in, right? And guys got to understand this as a player. Bro, these people in college and you're going to a a pro team, you got to separate your personal relationship and production. Like, you know what I mean? And, again, that comes from the father's side and mother understanding those different things. But, like, you can't take stuff personal. You got to – communicate and ask, okay, why do you see this this way? That's one thing I always ask coaches when I wasn't playing. I asked this to Coach Ryan. I went into Coach Ryan, and I was like, Coach, I didn't complain about me not playing. I said, Coach, what can I do to play more? I didn't play my first year. I said, what can I do to play more? He said, I said, I feel like I can play. I feel like I can contribute. What can I do to help out the team so that I can play more? Now, it's totally different than coming to the coach talking about, why aren't you playing me? I came here to get recruited. So now, regardless of what how coach feel, now he talks to me and he says, well, you know, we need more shooting around it. We got Jordan out there on the on the court. Ben provides more shooting. Josh provides more shooting. Your shooting is not necessarily there. Now, I can sit here and take it personal, or I can sit here, get in the gym and work on my shots, or get in my mind and work on my visualization of myself and who I am and actually shoot. That's more important than all of it. So that's what I loved about coach, and that's my little – Two minute ran on that before I let you ask the question, Scott. <laughs> no, I think that's a a great point, bro. I, I wanted I wanted to uh, go back a little bit more to, to the relationship because we talk about relationship and partnership here and how there's different levels of relationship and partnership. And I think you touched a little bit on that where you were saying the guys that work hard, I have, you know, my heart's geared towards them because I see the effort and the things that they're putting in. Um. How would you, well, so I'll give a personal example here. Even right now with my, with my agent, uh, we're, we talk about different partnerships, right? We talked about this on a previous episode. In order for my agent to represent me properly, I need to be able to communicate effectively, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is my dream. This is my vision. This is my goal for this season and the next five seasons, if I, if I have that. I need to make sure that my agent is representing me well enough to, um, and be on the same page with agreement to do those things that I've asked. Because if he's not, well, then I need to, we need to figure out a way to work on a different level of relationship. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that as a coach, you're saying you're open to all players to to have that yeah. relationship where you guys can have the trust and the same vision, but not every player does that. So if you were talking to a player 
um, and letting them know, hey, this is open, but this is what you need to be doing in order for us to be on this relationship. What would you tell them? What are the type of things that you're looking for in a player? Not only just on the court to get better, to work hard, but to have that open line of communication where you guys can, like you said, you and TJX have. Now, Which was trust. We could Which look at trust. each other. We could look at each other. It got to my point in my junior year. We could look at each other and we could know. He would look at me and Trey, do this. And we could know, okay, I know exactly what he wants. And we yeah. had a synergy to where I can walk out and be him. And when I got off, he yanked me up, watch your mouth and do stuff like that. Get in line, get in order. And it was cool. But we had a synergy. Yes. Every player is looking for that synergy because you feel exactly. free on the court when you have that. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, you know, it's a, Trey would, would come in uh, on his own. I mean, he mm-hmm. would just uh, he 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 wanted to uh, explore. He wanted to go beyond basketball. He wanted to, you know, he wanted to, to know about the Lord and and you know and and, and my faith and uh, you know that that that's we've got pretty deep discussions from time to time. Yes, yeah. you know, uh, I will call in our players at least twice a week. I'll call mm-hmm. them in. You know, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll they'll walk through that door at least twice a week. We'll sit down and we'll talk, and you know, and and you can tell if they want to talk beyond basketball or not, you know, yeah. but again, you just try to explore a little bit, you know, you try to open up a little bit. A lot of kids are really kind of quiet, you know, they, you know, they, and they feel like, you know, they're in trouble or something when you're calling yep. to the office. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he was coach, you are like, you coming, you coming out through the door, like Yahweh just come up the mountain. <laughs> like and the people like, no, Moses, you go up I'm the mountain. Right, right. Go with you. <laughs> That's how people, when I first met him, I was like, is he a part of the mob or is he part of the South? Like, which one is he? <laughs> coach know how much I love him though. But no, seriously, he's in, in, it's not just his figure; it's him. It's the aura, the aura that he yes. brought. Mm-hmm. But that's I'm coming for those kids that come into those doors. That's why I said that, Coach. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, again, and it's uh, you know, there's a a uh, you know, our our system is 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 uh, pretty pretty mapped out. I mean, we have you know ten or twelve guys, right? And, and you know, it's a, you know five guys are going to be on the floor at one point in time. Everybody mm-hmm. knows the, the situation. You know, I don't know how many uh clients your agent has you know i don't know if you're the only one that he has or if he's got 20 people and it's you know but yeah. you know, i have a, a you know a set number of people that i'm mm-hmm. dealing with and you know we can we can take a look i don't like to get into a situation where you have to do this better than that guy or whatever the case may be um you know i'm but you know there's different dynamics sometimes you're looking for um you know i'm going basketball now instead of you know getting outside that uh, uh relationship relationship type situation but Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're looking for a rebound or, you, you know, you, mm-hmm. need, you need a shooter. You need, you know, somebody that can really handle it or defend, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and uh, you want that guy to step up in that way to, you know, to take some time. But but then going back to the relationship side of it, it doesn't matter if they're first man or 12th man. Exactly. Know, yeah. It really doesn't. You know, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, for a young man, in a lot of situations, a lot of times it does. You know, they they basically from their perspective, right? From their perspective, yes. they see it as you know. Well, I'm not playing that much. Mm-hmm. You know, how much relationship can I really have with this guy? You know, so yeah. uh, which is unfortunate. But you know, they're just young young kids. You know, what what I've learned and what I've found is a lot of those guys that didn't feel it back then, uh, they feel it now. They feel it later. Yeah. Yes. You know, so yep. they come back and, and and you know they share stuff that um really makes me feel great you know and, and it surprises me from time to time you know because mm-hmm. sometimes you know you don't think that you actually had a great relationship with them or at least they weren't getting the message but they did get the message you know mm-hmm. and uh, that's a that's a pretty powerful thing yeah, well he never he never 
The thing about coach that I learned in life, and we got to do this in our decisions in life, but me and you talked about this book. Like I got to be willing to communicate this and still be able to walk away. Like coach doesn't put, he has such a strong inner circle, right? We went over like the positions of inner circle. Mrs. Kalo is so um, dedicated and they're so like oneness in the core and his family is so one that he was never looking for like validation per se, or like, Mm. Um, security in these type of relationships. So he was he was willing to walk away. Yep. You know what I mean? Like we didn't like we were we were like we was he was cool with Westerville. Like he didn't care about the city per se. Mm-hmm. And I lived in that bubble. Westerville at the time was like like MTV Laguna Beach to me because it was like <laughs> <laughs> because it was because but I'm serious. But it was that aura that he had that he made it where it was like it's everything I need. And when you leave that. That's what I want to talk about kind of moving forward. When you leave that bubble, it's just like leaving your parents' house. You have an option. Do I continue the same standard? Do I continue the same ethics, the same morals, the same values, the same nature and character? Or do I, you know, go buck wild in the world? What do I (laughs) want to do? And a lot of players decide to do that a lot of guys decide to do it. i was one of those guys and you get hit and i didn't understand why i would hear this from guys i'd be like yo how is college man it's just different it's just different bro it's not the same and i always thought man i don't know so when i when i go back to my, my situation and say i'm never gonna play for a good the coach like this i was basing it off of that i was basing it i'll never get it again no it wasn't the case it was just I'm now supposed to take the seed that he gave me and continue to go water and continue to go expand on it and now go do what he did for me to do to others. I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily need that again. I have that here. Go expand. Go make it better. And, Coach, that's what I kind of wanted to talk to you about because now um, the high school basketball is changing. Like, AU is is very, you know, media-driven now. It's taking a lot more – prevalence than before you got prep schools you got things and now guys are not having this environment now it's just go to this school this year the next year i seen a guy a kid one of the top kids he's transferred to like three schools already it's like you like which one are you gonna stay at and um how do you deal with that and like what's your mindset on like the changing landscape of high school basketball and how it leads to future you know as pros, future generations of pros. Yeah, I, I really don't know what's going to happen in high school basketball. And, I, you know, and actually, I don't really know what's going to happen in college basketball. You know, the yeah. portal and everything else that's out there right now. Um, you know, people, you know, they're going to have to go through that system, you know. But, um, yeah, it, you know, college basketball is going to be around. High school basketball, I'm not so sure. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, the AU is, is very powerful. I I, you know, I, I love the AU and I hate the AU. You know, I mean, I just yeah. Uh, I love the I love the fact that the kids are playing. I love the fact that the competition is high, and you get to test yourself. I love the fact that you kids get more exposure. Uh, we want to encourage our kids to be involved in that situation because of that. Um, you know, it's a different kind of environment. You know, I think that sometimes you it know uh, what happens now or what's happening now is there used to be a day where it was important for the basketball coach to be a teacher. Uh, go through the education and understand how to educate young men, you know, how to deal with young, you know, through the educational side of it. Uh, I think that that's a tremendous asset to be a teacher and, and, and coach on the other side of that. 
there were some situations where they weren't getting a qualified coach because he was just a teacher and not necessarily a student of the game, mm. uh, which is you know, terrible. Um, you know, so to have, you know, somebody that loves basketball um, and, you know, really wants to learn basketball and study basketball and also, uh, you know, understand how to work with young people and teach young people. Uh, I think that that, uh, you know, that that's disappearing a little bit, you know, to have that same person in, in, in that uh, in that area. But, um, you know, it, it's it's uh, it, it's you know, it just changed. We have to adjust. You know, we have to make sure that we we move with the change and, and find a way to be successful in that regard. Uh, and, you know, the bottom line is is helping young men. You know, I mean, it's just period. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to move young men forward. I mean, that's just the bottom line to everything that we're doing. I mean, basketball is basketball. But the ball will stop bouncing at some point in time, you know, regardless, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere along the line, you know, you know, yes. maybe a 20 year NBA career. Who knows? But but it's going to stop, you know, and, you know, have you prepared kids for uh, dealing with the, you know, adversity of, of, that you face in life and, and not only adversity, but, you know, fighting through that. But but prosperity, you know, when things are good, you know, are you still working? Are you still focused? Are you, still, you know, so. You know, hopefully we're teaching life lessons here that, uh, you know, the young people are going to take with them for the rest of their lives. You know, I think that that's really, really important. This is a great, he's a great question answer, isn't he? But man, yeah. Great really, question I, answer. I'm, I'm listening. I'm like, man, there's so much in that answer that I, I'm, I'm trying to write it down. Like, to be like, man, this is a, he's touching on some great stuff here. Um, so we got to real quick, before you go back, before you're, you know, we got to go back. Hopefully play us out sometime, play with the kids. You know, I'm done playing now, but you still playing. So we got to get you to get, you know, playing with the kids and just playing as if I went last year, just hoop with them for a little bit. Yeah, it felt so good. It felt so good. For them to see somebody, you know, of your skill. I mean, it, that's big. I think that's important, you know, you know, and say this is – here's an example for you. Mm-hmm. you know, here's, a young, here's a young guy that can do it, you know. So this is what, this is what you have to, uh, you know, shoot for. And we're not gonna let T-Jazz get out that easy because he's talking about he done. You ain't done. You coming right back? You coming out there too? You gonna be right out there on the court? With I'll play. You know, I stay in shape. You know, I never stop working yeah. out. I, you know, I always work out whether it be here or did a little movement in. But like, mm-hmm. you know, the the days of the whole days of the the two hour skill sessions. Yeah, I'm done with yeah, that. I'm right. Right. Come I'm, in and get a quick little. I gave, look, I gave it. I get. I get some games. Get a little three on three in there. I, that's why I was tough this go. year. I was like, it kind of worked out because they had an alumni game, and usually we have a three on three tournament. But this year it was like we're not gonna have them. We're gonna and I was I was trying my best to come. I was like, but I wasn't able to come this year. And usually that's like our most like you know bragging rights competitive. And I haven't played in a few years. Um, but I was kind of, I was like, I was looking forward to doing that. Let's see. And now I'm just like, I'm so far removed from it. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like, I gotta I move go. on. Like, like, hey, let's get some shots up here, but like, let me go stretch. Like, man, let me go move my body. Don't but, worry, uh, we're, gonna put, we're gonna play that intro for you again. You'll be right back ready. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> see, but see, now I hear that, and now he made me want to go do something in life with like business or something. Now yeah. I take the same lessons. I was like, let's go build this system up, let's go build the myth, like. Let's go. Like, I'm just typing like this now. Like, come on. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, so to go back, you touched on a couple of things there, talking about AAU, high school basketball, um, kind of the AAU culture, the, the high school culture, even the college culture. We, we're not re- necessarily sure where those may end up. But my question has to do with just the culture. Um, how did you 
go about creating that culture that you place. have, <laughs> creating that culture that you have there. Because we know as um, people who are following God, we're called to change the culture. We're called to be the salt and the light. How did you create the culture that you created um, at, at your high school? I always ask that too. You know, it, it's a, that's, that's a tough question, actually. You know, it's, it, it's not a sometime thing. It's an all time thing. You know, culture is mm. everything that you do, you know, it's everything yeah. you do. And I'm still learning, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes you, you, you go through a situation, you think, you know, Hey, you know, we've established this culture, we've arrived and you never arrive. You know, you always have to mm. start from ground zero and build that. You have a different group, a different dynamic every year. Mm. Uh, you have to go through the whole situation. And sometimes, uh, you know, I, I failed in, in that regard that I didn't create the same kind of atmosphere or environment that I did the previous year. You have to look at yourself honestly in that regard, you know, because mm. uh, otherwise you, you're going to fall short. You know, it's, it's just a matter of, uh, again, you have to focus in on what you do, you know, how you practice, you know, how you how you run off the floor, how you know, I mean, how you mm -hmm. respond to your teammate. I mean, it's just everything, you know, how you pay attention at, you know, in our meetings, how you pay attention to team meeting. Um, you know, it, everything is about culture, you know, and when, once the kids realize that, um, they start to believe it, they start to, you know, show it and, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and iron sharpens iron, you know, so, uh, yes. you know, one, one believer turns into two believers and, you know, it just, uh, uh, it becomes a, a who you are now, you know, and we mm -hmm. want it to be a part of who we are, you know, so it's a, it's a day by day thing. You know, sometimes you have to remind yourself that, you know, we're not going to accept anything less than what we feel is, you know, is our standard. And mm. uh, that's, you know, something that uh, you have to pay attention to. I mm. ask coach the same questions because I want to get into coaching eventually, whenever that time is, it'll be there. But I asked him and my thing was, how do I do this in the system that's set up not to allow, let's be real. Like we can be real here. It's really not to talk about God in these systems. Like, it's, it's like, you know, they, they make laws to bring, we don't want to do this. And coach did it in such a way where he never forced nothing. Like he never forced his belief on nobody, but he did set a standard on, Hey, we're going to do this in here. And this is why we're going to do this. Uh, I remember my freshman year um, and coach Boogie just texted me. I know it's an hour, so we'll, we'll get ready to finish up here. But um, I know, I know you go past bedtime of nine. It's not bedtime anymore, <laughs> but uh I remember a game and Alex Mays, uh, shout out to Alex Mays. He, he was big help for me. We were, we would pray. We would pray before the games and we would always say the Lord's prayer. And this is my freshman year and I didn't know it. I didn't know it. I remember we go and we huddle up and he's like, all right, bow our heads to say the Lord's prayer. And we're saying it and I'm looking around at everybody like, man, I don't know this. I didn't know it. I didn't, I never heard it. Like I never knew it. I went to church, but I didn't know that. Like I was just, you know, church is on Sunday. Get ready to get going. That's it. And I remember Alex looking at me like, you don't know the Lord's prayer, bro. I was like, nah. And I look back on that years down the line, like, man, coach was so bold because he actually, from what he knew for as much as he knew, he invited God into the press into our atmosphere and invited him in this situation and he always stood firm like he didn't waver like it was never like a you know some people do this stuff to make a, a scene out of it 
We're going to yeah. do it in front of everybody. We're going to do it. He never did that. It was always in private. It was always in our circle, in our group. Mm -hmm. But we knew what it was about. Like, we knew. Hey, don't play that around Coach Kalo. Don't don't turn that on. Hey, we just right. knew. Like, we don't do that. And I always asked him, like, Coach, like, how did you do that? And to the point now to where, like, the ADs and the whole the whole district know, that's just Coach Kalo. He's fine. Anybody else do that though, you're gonna get a lot of persecution, you're gonna get a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to, I always asked them, and that's why I want to ask you now, coaches. Like, was there initial pushback when you first started that? And how mm -hmm. did you break through to where it was just like a this is who I am, this is what I do, this is what we're gonna do regardless? Yeah, it's a it's a tough decision. You know, I'm a government teacher, I'm certainly aware of uh of what's out there as far as the government uh you know philosophy of public schools and mm -hmm. um you know, it, it, it's a, it's a matter of, of faith. You know, I believe that um, faith is, is something that's critical for somebody's future success or just, you know, just for uh, peace of mind. And, uh, you know, I think that that's a tool that, uh, you know, I, I don't want to force it on them. Uh, uh, I'd like to be in a situation where um, I give them a direction and, uh, you know, hopefully they choose a positive direction. But, you know, it's, it's important to me because, uh, you, know, it's, it, it, you know, it's to the point where and it's always been this way. Um, I would respect, you know, somebody coming to me, um, the school administrator or whatever, and say, hey, you can't do that anymore. Uh, I understand that situation completely. Um, but that's that's who I am. So, I, you know, I'm not going to argue with anybody in that regard. I just would be in a situation where I'd go somewhere where it'd be more acceptable. Uh, See, he look. He'd be willing to walk away. He'd be yeah, willing, bro. That's what I was gonna say. Yep. That's that standing <laughs> on what you're standing on, knowing that foundation, and say that we can't work on this partnership level. Okay, I'm going. I'll go to, and I'm gonna be me. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. And no, that's it. That's yeah. That's that's a period. I mean, that's just you know. That's a, you can't. You don't want to change your 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 the core of who you are. You know, you, there's certain things that you have to make adjustments to, but your core philosophy should not be it. You know, that should, that should be, that should be rock solid. And, um, you know, so I always felt that way, you know, again, I would, you know, I, I wouldn't make us think about it. I wouldn't be in a situation because you know, I, I'm respectful of, of authority in a situation, mm -hmm. but you know, um, I answer to my Lord, you know, so, um, you, you can't serve two masters and, and just climb onto it. Mm -hmm. Where the water bottles at? We get a water bottle every, Man, every, oh, every, man. every, yeah, we, we gotta light out <laughs> the fire, light it out. <laughs> For real, get everything. I'm telling you, bro. And I'm saying, like, but this is the thing, bro. He not talking to me about this per se. Like, like now we talk because I'm I'm more mature, and I'm actually I made a decision. But at the time, I'm seeing it. I'm looking at it. Yes. So he's a living, breathing example of this. Mm -hmm. And I'm I remember searching until I met. You know, and until I met Dr. Anthony Roman, I never found nobody else that took the same thing and kept it going. Mm -hmm. That's why I drew the ant so much. But I didn't think it was out there. I was just like, this is no, it's not out there. I don't want to mm -hmm. do this. You know what I mean? And so I learned so much from that. And he gave me confidence of now I can go into coaching. I can go into coaching because coach do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I started to think about, okay, well, I want to do it at this level too. So what would it take? And that's why I'll be asking them. I'll be asking them certain things. 
Coach, what did you think about this? Did you think about going here? Did you? And he would tell me. He would give me wisdom on how to do it. And he was just a walking example. But I know we can finish up with this last couple questions and um, finish this out. This is just give me hype. give me hype, man. Yeah. <laughs> and Super I didn't have a milkshake. It got me got me hype, and I ain't had no milkshake. I know she can hear me. <laughs> You can hear me, Miss Kalo. <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing. <laughs> well, my last question. Um, I can't. I can't let us get out of here without getting our best T Jack story. What is? <laughs> what is a T Jack story that we need to hear? Uh, what's your best T Jack story? Well, you know, I tell you, you know, we talked about commitment early on. You know, he didn't. He didn't play a lot early uh in, in his freshman year um uh, which you know can i say that story can i say that part about what my mom said <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> my mom said uh my... <laughs> shout out to mrs kayla because she is so loving i didn't even know this that she came did this my mom came it was complaining you know being a mom she was like uh what she says she says something specifically like i think about my son leaving or something Cause you know everybody in the city in her ear, but I'm protected. I'm not. I'm with them all the time. I'm not hearing that. And then she so. And then Miss Kayla's like, "Is there something going on? You know, just being a nice." She's like, "Yeah, but my, he's not playing. He's sitting on the bench. He's getting splinters." Miss <laughs> <laughs> Kayla was like, "Well, I think she said something like my husband is like a great. She did what she was supposed to do. Like, and looking back at, I, I told my mom like, Mom, like why you do that? Like." But I loved how Miss Kayla handled it. Miss Kayla handled it with so much grace. But at the same time, she was like, "My husband know what he doing. Like, like you know, like you gave you know." And my mom, my mom looked back on that. And she loves Coach to this day. Like because I remember we talked, but she didn't understand. But that was one story on top of that. The Splinter story is what we always call it. The Splinters. <laughs> you know, but it, it's a funny thing though because uh, you know you give uh, guys that have really invested. Uh, an opportunity and we had a lot of seniors on on that team when he was a freshman mm -hmm. and um and they weren't they weren't great players but they were uh, great uh, uh kids and uh they were best really team hard. ever i played on best and, team um, i played on ever i mean they just were a special group of young men i mean they, they truly were and you know so you give you give those older guys that have invested you know that first opportunity but you know uh, I'm telling you, from day one, I knew I knew Trey was going to be special. I, I mean, it, honestly, he was a, a, a super committed young man. We had early morning workouts, and and you know, he didn't drive; he couldn't get there. He rode his bike. I don't know how many miles every morning. You know, and it was just like you know, I mean, it's one of those stories that you just hear about, but you you know, you really don't experience. Well, we experienced it with him, and so mm. I knew I knew from the get go he was going to be special. I mean, it wasn't going to be handed to him. Uh, he was going to have to earn it, but I knew it was there, you know. So, mm. uh, you know, right away he made a fantastic impression uh, with his ability. You know, and it was, it was uh, with his desire he made a, mm -hmm. a great impression, and, and it was, uh, you know, it was, it was an interesting experience the whole. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it was, it was something that I really, you know, I feel blessed to have had. I mean, it just, I mean, he was a true blessing to our program and to me personally. Um, mm. You know, so. Um, you know, I'm gonna take it easy on him. You know, I, I, I appreciate told you it. I story. <laughs> I, I, I want to finish off on uh, the last part I have was, and this is a funny question. Uh, 
because I would ride my bike. And again, my whole reason was because I was supposed to go to Westwood North. And to this day, uh, I hear stories about how they was upset with me for not going. But like I my my sisters went to North or no, my stepbrother went to North. And I just heard stories about North that it wasn't very welcoming to uh, people that looked a certain way. I say it like that. And uh, I didn't want to go. And all my friends at the time weren't going. This is how a real God works. This is how real amazing God is. I didn't even know Coach Caleb. I didn't know Coach Caleb. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know anything. My friends was going to South. We had this board at Blendon. Blendon's connected to South right there, but I was districted to another school. We had this board at Blendon, and it lets you know all the friends, all the people that's going to each school. We had, like, the majority of kids going to South, another majority going to uh, North, and then another small group going to Central because we weren't in a feeder school to Central like that. And I remember just – remember, I'm longing for family at the time. I'm longing for family. So school for me – I didn't care about school. I cared about being in family. Mm-hmm. Like I mess with, you know, beautiful I am. Shout out to beautiful I am, Dr. Robin's wife. I always mess with her. She always be messing with me. She'd be like, I always give you love. Always, but I had to really condition myself that I'm a part of family. Like I'm not like without, right? And every a lot of people go through this stuff. So I got I went into my my counselor's office and was like, yo. Hey, Mrs. Miss Lee, I think her name. Yeah, Mrs. Lee. Like, hey, uh, you remember Miss Lee, uh, Coach? You remember? Oh, he got out. He didn't let up. But I'll, I'll keep talking. He'll get back on. You, you remember Mrs. Lee, the counselor from Blendon? She, so she's from Blendon, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Mrs. Lee, I went into her, and Scott to get back on her. So his phone might have went out. There he goes. Uh, I went back. I went to Mrs. Lee, and I said, Hey, how is there a way I can get in the South? Because open enrollment was closed. How can I get in? She said, well, we have this thing. And it just started. Look how this stuff works. It just started maybe like the year before, like that year or something. It was something like it wasn't AP. It was a higher program. And she was like, well, yeah, IB. Yep. And she said, well, you can get it. You can get in. If you want to to go to South, they have this program called the IB program. You can get in. Your grades are good enough to get in. I had like a 3.7. And um. And she said, that's all you need to do. So I reach out. I'm like, cool, this is what I need to do. All I hear is the or. All I heard was his name, Jason Davis and DJ Cunningham, maybe. I didn't even hear about him that much. But we're in middle school. We don't know. But all I kept hearing was this Jason Davis, this guy, this point guard, nice. Because, you know, we playing middle school basketball. So I heard he was playing. And I kept hearing how somehow I got connected to hear that nobody made varsity since – Adam Wolf back in 98 as a freshman or something, 97, 90, whatever year he was there. So it was a challenge to me. I'm like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to play. And I I didn't even know what the gym looked like, bro. And we're across the the street. I did not know. I'm playing with West of the North in the summer leagues as a seventh grader. I'm playing with their JV team. I'm going to their camps. They're thinking I'm going there. So looking back on it now, they probably did think I got duped and I got recruited, but they, yeah. oh, I didn't have no communication with coach. Then yeah, all of a sudden, the rest right now. Let's make sure. We get yeah. That out there. There was no Look, talk. I, didn't, I didn't talk to him. Yeah. I didn't, I did I didn't not talk to, to him. Games. I didn't, you know, I he didn't, didn't go to nothing. <laughs> and at the, at the time it's because coach is like, 
Right. Again, his standard. We don't look. If you want to come, you want to come. If you don't, then you don't. It's leave it at that. So we go to the uh, we go to school, and I, I, I'm signing up, and it's, I get an email. I kept it for years because it meant so much to me. I think I might still have it. He sent me an email and said, "Hey Trayvon, I have to put it on here." Siri, I'm not talking to you. Siri keeps popping up. He said, "Hey Trayvon, um, this is Coach Kalo. I heard that you're going into South. Uh, great to have you. Looking forward to meeting you. Something super simple. But to me, that was like the world. It was like amazing. So when I get to first open gym, first of all, we do lift. It was my first time ever lifting. And I'm a strong kid back there, but my my arms are like done. I, just, I didn't lift no weights. I'm done. So I get out there and my first shots is just like brick, brick. <laughs> and BJ in, in the springtime is their, their years over. He's getting ready for football. They're coming to play open gym. He brings BJ up to me and he brings BJ up to me. He says, hey, this is BJ Cunningham. I said, this is BJ. That's what he said. He didn't say it full name. He said, this is BJ. I said, what's up, man? How you doing? Mind you, I'm still gauging like competition. Like, What's up? How you doing? Like that type of thing. It's not really? no like, you know. Yeah. And he said, he looked, coach looked at me and said, and he said it so serious. He said it so genuine. And so he said, BJ couldn't shoot at all when he first got here, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at him like, who are you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who are you to sit here and tell me this? So he tells me this and, uh, and that was our first interaction. That was our first time meeting. And then I asked him, I think I might have asked him for a ride home. And he took me home. He had the Buick. I remember that. The <laughs> Buick. And uh now he now he's styling on him with the car he got now. I'll let him tell. <laughs> but he had the Buick and he took me home. And he was like, All right, cool. And I was like, Yeah, that's not gonna work from now on, huh, coach? And he was like, just talk to Anthony. And that's how me and Anthony ended up getting real close. Because, again, I didn't have no rides at the time. My mom was working. Mm -hmm. So that's my story of coach and how wonderful and how welcoming he was. And I just – I always say this to coach every year. And it's like because I feel like my love for coach grows more and more in life each year I go through because it's like God brings back lessons, all the things. He, he gave me the foundation, and he shot me out. It was up to me to take it further you know what I mean? Or choose to go a different route. So that was my thing. And I just wanted to say we, we appreciate you, coach. We love you. And I definitely have to bring Scott Boogie down. Um most definitely to to to, to Columbus sometime. Cause like I don't have like, you know, not you're the you know, you're you guys are family there. So I'm kind I come back for you guys now. You know what I mean? Um most of my most of my family's out. Is there anything you want to leave? The kids with or leave anybody with on this topic on anything in life as we close it out. No, you know, I think we hit on a lot of stuff and uh, a lot of really good stuff, too. I really appreciate being on. I do want to shout out to BJ, by the way. He was Central District Player of the Year. Uh, so yeah, he's pretty he was. Good player. Nice. Um, third yeah, team All-State, too, as a yeah. wide receiver in football. He was third team All-State in basketball. Wow. Yeah. And he, matter of fact, he's Michigan State's all-time leading receivers to this day, both in yards and receptions. Yeah. He's a pretty good, pretty good athlete, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. you know, I just, uh, uh, you know, I think that this was really about relationships, and uh, I, tr I certainly do mm -hmm. uh, treasure our relationship, Trey, and 
And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I, I, as I said before, and I'll say it again, I feel truly blessed that you came into our lives. So um, thanks for having me on, man. Thank you. Coach, if you can stay in the back, I know this is longer than we ever talk, you know, on the phone. But if you can stay in the back for like another five minutes that we close out, we want to run something by you as we finish it out. So right. love you, Coach. We'll see you here soon. All right. Thank you. Boogie, great show. I appreciate everybody that's in the chat that's watching this live. Our right, guys, remember, check us out on weareguysimage.com slash IGI, how to be a pro. There you can find our give and go section. Scott Boogie, tell them about the give and go section. What can they Man. take with them to give and go with it? <laughs> give and go section is where we go over um, each of these interviews and we're going to break down the universal laws, uh, the universal system of prosperity and success and the laws and principles within that to help guide you to reach predictable success. Um, it's cost of a cup of coffee. You can sign up again down there at the link. And it's great stuff, man, because we talk about great stuff on the show. We really break down some key details in that mentorship program. And then we also have the physical side as well uh, up there. So it's awesome. We were excited for more people to come join. Check it out. Sign up. Definitely, definitely. I just got a little shout out from Don Palumbo. He just texted me. Uh, appreciate you joining and watching the show. Still to this day, my favorite team I've ever played on was that 08 team. I was a freshman. Mm -hmm. We we hung out every day before the game at Jake Wilson's house. We was in there. <laughs> we was in there playing dice and stuff. I didn't know how to play no dice. They was teaching how to play <laughs> dice. We had, but our epic battles was ping pong, though. Our epic battles was ping pong mm. battles. Um, so, yeah, I didn't even know. He just texted me and said I had to play Travis for number 12. I didn't know that. I didn't know I played that. We had a senior and I had to play him to wear number 12. Mm. I didn't even know that. Um, anyways, that was a long time ago. But, um, yeah, guys, we talk about in our give and go section, we talk about, we break down into detail how to get to the next level, how mm -hmm. to, what you need to do strategically. Again, it's a mentorship program. It's only five bucks. Like, if you, you got that, you, you go to the Wendy's and spend that on a on nuggets. So don't make an excuse saying it costs too much. It's really up to you. To, do you want to spend time with it? And you got pros that's been 20 plus years. And every pro that we're bringing on here is giving you keys and gems. We're giving you guys what we wanted to have ourselves. Right. Yeah. And God's giving us the opportunity to set this up. And that's all we're doing is getting the opportunity to do this in a way to give back um, to those hoopers out there that want to know how to be a pro. Because that's what it's about in God's image, becoming the God, the image of the God that's in you, becoming the likeness of the God that's within you. I'm T. Jax. That's Scott Boogie. We'll see you guys next week on IGI, How to Be a Pro. Imagine what you could accomplish if fear wasn't an option. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great one.